I go. Welcome to episode 15 of the Adelan Rising podcast. We're your hosts, Saren, Doc, and Adam. And today's episode, we talk about the latest developments with the Inhumans television show, Inhumans Prime, and Royals number one. So. Lots to cover. Yeah, especially um, Royals. So let's uh, let's just jump into it. Um, in regards to the Inhumans television show, we now have a synopsis, um, which is basically a military coup seems to dethrone the royal family, and they wind up in Hawaii. Yeah. And, I have uh, the uh, official encapsulation here. Oh, excellent. Quote-unquote, after the royal family of the Inhumans is splintered by a military coup, they barely escape to Hawaii, where their surprising interactions with the lush world and humanity around them may prove to not only save them, but Earth itself. Dun, dun, dun. And what? I gotta say, it's uh, it, it, I'm I'm surprised. Uh, it, it, it's quite actually in sync with uh, the Inhumans' initial appearances way back in the pages of Fantastic Four um, in the '60s. Um, but uh, I'm surprised they're jumping right there. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm I think not really. Didn't we speculate like uh, you know the actual Jay Lee and um, that what the Lee and Jenkins run? We we speculated that actually. Yeah. Um, yes. Which... I'm wondering if they're combining it because there have been those set photos showing up of um, Serinda Swan. She shaved her head. Yeah. And the production company is saying, "Oh, that's for because we're going to CGI her hair." But if you look at some set photos from previously, um, it could have been a wig, but she had the hair all the way down to her waist so i'm wondering how much oh do you think that 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 maximus uh cut her hair like he had in in the uh marvel knight series i think it's a little bit of both honestly yeah it's a it's an because not only is her hair super short but but the the peach fuzz that remains she has dyed red um now it could be that you know actors do things to show their dedication to a role and i have to imagine it makes the cgi team's job a bit easier if yeah. she has no hair um i don't know what's gonna happen i i'm we'll have to find uh, out i'm a lot more excited than i was because i think there's been a comment from uh disney up highs uh or high ups rather uh that they've actually they're actually they're re- really impressed I think that's that's the stuff going around that they're really impressed, they're really happy at the way it's going, um, and they say it's going to be a really good show. So, fingers crossed. Which fingers, fingers crossed? I mean, yeah. You know, normally you'd be like, oh yeah, of course they would say that, but it, it, as of late, <clears throat> you know, they just these the studios have so much leakage. Um, like when 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 they don't like a show, you know about it. Yeah. Uh, like the the up highs at at um at uh what it's called Warner Brothers were unhappy with Suicide Squad and and uh, they let people know it or yes. it got known and yeah. although that movie did quite well at the box office it's uh, a tough watch it is yeah and I mean I, I and, that, and it's kind of I think um I think a lot of people are very uh, what's the word is is reticent the word. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're yeah, kind that's of, a good they're, word. They're kind of, you know, they're reticent to actually 
talk about it positively just in case they jinx it or you know that sort of thing because it's like you're saying i mean batman versus superman suicide squad have all been really really highly acclaimed movies and they come out and it's kind of just a bit of a disappointment so uh, a tv is a very difficult medium though because i mean the walking right. look at look at the walking dead based on a comic book um mm-hmm. uh, first episode of this series was done so fantastically well that in my opinion, it kind of let down the rest of the season. <laughs> and, hmm. you know, I, it's, uh, I don't think there was anything negative that the, I don't think it, the, the showrunners on there actually ever came out and said anything, but, you know, it's kind of, oh, this, this episode will be unbelievably spectacular, but the rest of the series. Well. Is, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. To, I... to be honest, I'm not entirely sure what the point I was trying to make was, so. <laughs> oh, okay, because I'm, I think they they would try not to try and jinx it, but if they're saying they're happy with it, then yeah, I think that's a good sign. Especially since um, it seems to be what I'm seeing um, on the forums and things. Um, a few forums, people are, um, I guess it, a lot of people aren't happy with how Iron Fist turned out, so they're all writing this show off already, which I think is a shame because I think this um, what the Inhumans are about is definitely more up Scott Buck's alley. Yeah, or I, is it Scott I also, Buck? Or is it, yes, it is. Yeah, I, I also the think showrunner. That the, the Iron Fist was plagued with problems not based upon the character. Yeah. And you know, okay, we we could we you know we could get we could talk about this all day, but Iron Fist failed for a few problems, and it was the fact that uh, many people were unhappy with the casting choice. Um, and the apparently what happened was is one uh, the, I can't remember who plays Iron Fist now, but he had to turn up on stage one day. Um, it, he had half an hour to learn a fight scene. And that's why mm. it looks so awful. So, right. his, his name is Finn Jones. That's it, yeah. yeah. Finn Jones. You know, and, and, and despite the fact that it was poorly reviewed and it's getting kind of lambasted on social media, it's actually been um, a pretty big hit for Netflix. They're getting a lot of views. So. Yeah. That's uh, all that matters. Um, so, I, let's just hope that that carries over to the Inhumans. Well, I, I think. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because now that there has been so many superhero TV shows, um, it has broadened what these shows can do. You know, like I think, I, I don't know if either of you are watching Legion or the first season just wrapped on I only FX. watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so. Yeah, I'd say I, need to, <laughs> I, need, I really need to catch up on Legion myself. Le- Legion is fantastic, and one of the things that makes it so fantastic is that they, it, it's completely unconventional. They, um, you know, they're 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 not. It's like an experimental TV show almost. Yeah. Um, Wonder if they're doing and, that with the Inhumans then too. Well, I don't know, but you can I, definitely be experimental with them. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't think they're going to be beholden to try and make it superhero esque. I think they're going to. It's going to be more of a science fiction melodrama, and uh, that I, I, that's a good thing. I kind of, I kind of hope that they are kind of going down a different alley with Agents of Shield. Uh, not Agents of Shield, bloody hell, uh, Inhumans, um, because Agents of Shield uh, kind of fits the whole sci-fi, Marvel esque stuff. But Inhumans just seems to fit a different sort of niche, right? And there's not, they've confirmed that there's not going to be a lot of crossover between those two shows. You might have mentioned here and there, but I don't think, I don't think there's going to be, especially the first season of Inhumans, I don't think there's going to, um, well, they said there's not really going to be any crossover because they need to build up the Inhumans world before any of that happens. Uh, So it's very self-contained. If we're fortunate enough to get a second season, then I could see 
uh, Chloe Bennett coming over as a guest star or something like that. I, I well, the thing is, is that Agents of Shield is um, I, I has been phenomenal. Yes, it's been really good, but it's kind of starting to you're kind of starting to see the cracks appear, which is now why we're getting essentially three story arcs throughout a season, um, and why they're taking breaks after every eight episodes. It sucks, but I I can't mm. see Agents of Shield lasting hugely longer. Um, right. Even- well, unless it starts following the format of the Netflix shows and what they're doing within humans, which is the eight episode. Well, yeah, Format. yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I just, I just think that in, uh, Agents of Shield would be a really good jumping-on point. Um, I, I think TV needs to start changing again, um, which is why the Inhumans, is, why the, why the Netflix shows have been so good because they've been very, very different shows. Jessica Jones was very, um, you know, investigative sort of. You know, she's a PI. It worked really well because of that. She's like, like you know. The story was good. It was psychological. It was that kind of thing. Um, Daredevil works so well because it's a, a typical superhero thing, in my opinion. Right. Um, but um, in humans, so, needs to be different. I mean, I'm just gonna say that. Net network t- TV versus net- Netflix TV is they're two different beasts. I mean, oh, yeah, having to work in commercials and all that stuff is, um, and, and um, most people who I know who watch shows on Netflix, they'll watch it all in one sitting. Yeah. You know? Or two sitting. I just can say, I think I, I think I realize I come across a little bit negative. I don't mean to, because I'm genuinely really excited. Um, and it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be an absolutely fantastic show, The Inhumans. It's just, the I, only thing yeah. that's concerning me right now, I think is that, is the filming time. I mean, I know it's only going to be eight episodes, but, it's airing in September, so when you looked at like the Defenders or and how long that took the film, or Jessica Jones is filming now, but it's not coming out till 2018, and I see they're going. That's the only thing that has me worried is is that. Well, yeah. How much they're cramming in, but I, I, unless I, I, I truly don't know, but I, I think it's going to be fine if the Disney execs are really happy with it. Yeah, I mean, I I I really hope because I mean you'd assume that because we are. What so? What are we now? We're in April, so it's six months April. until September. So, I I I would imagine that they've five. got five. Okay, five. Yeah, good point. It's ninth month. We're fourth month now. Um, <laughs> you know, I would I would hope that they got a considerable amount of the, like the principal filming and that sort of stuff done. So I think they probably got a good idea on how it's going to turn out. I think it's going to be the the editing that will you know prove it out. I suppose, which is the same for most of the. Marvel TV shows. But I'm we glad they're pulling... See. Yes, we shall. And then just before we move on real quick, I am glad that they're pulling so far back from from the comics for their introduction. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think there was a comment um, I read on a forum basically saying, do you reckon there'll be like the genetic council and that sort of stuff in it? Um, I hope so. Well, I, I'm in two minds about that one because I kind of don't want to see the genetic council in there. Uh, I mean, feature it by all means as like a as like a history sort of thing, but I don't think it needs to be in there as a as an actual thing, actual current practice. Because I I I think it's an outdated idea, and I think that that's the whole idea that, that well that yeah that's a, very true an alien society that does weird things. I mean, I say let their 
freak flag fly and just be like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying too. These are these are weirdos that do weird that are in you know that they have a caste system, yeah, and they practice arranged marriages and the the uh, and eugenics because even then they'll arrange the marriage, but then they'll be like, well, you can't have babies with that person, so you can have babies with this person, though, even though you're not married to them. <laughs> yeah, because that's yeah. what right. I got. Who's my and baby? the fact they that they're they're utilizing a diverse cast sort of uh, softens the the sword of using yeah. the, a term genet, eugenics because you know you think of eugenics and the first thing I think about is the the way in which that pseudoscience has been used for nefarious purposes in in human history but this is science fiction and I think if done right it it could be quite interesting what yeah, I'm absolutely. what I'm thinking is is that um, uh, Oren, who the surprise inclusion of Oren may which is end awesome. up, yes, which is awesome, may end up, she may uh, end up playing kind of the part of the seeker um, back from Fantastic Four, that maybe she will be under Maximus's thrall in some way or another, and that she's the main pursuer of the royals on Earth, that she might play kind of a villainous role. Um, yeah. Although not oh. a villain per se, but but that makes a lot um, of sense considering her power set. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it makes loads of sense. In any case, I wish it was September because I am looking. You can forward speculate to it. about this for the. Yeah. I, yeah. The only other thing I'm going to say before we move on to Prime is, um, I'm hoping we start to see um, more teasers for it soon. I hope they get some teasers up and running on TV or in the theaters or something so I, that we I, can start. I think we can get a teaser at the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because um, mm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, doesn't... Yeah, you're probably right. When does Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Season finale, you think? Yeah, the season finale is what? June, May? Probably in May. End of May? Yeah, so I reckon we'll get a, a teaser kind of thing there. Um, I think we'll get a full trailer then, but I think we'll start getting teasers by the end of this month. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then I think um, in the run up to September we'll get more information. But I I do think that I would question when Agents of Shield is going to air as well. You know, going mm-hmm. back to that yeah. thing because Agents of Shield usually starts to air in late September. Mm-hmm. And yeah. are, are ABC likely to air two? Sci-fi Marvel shows. I think they shows would. They would week. probably. They would actually probably use Inhumans as a lead-in to Agents of Shield. Yeah, they did that with yeah. Agent. If Carter. Agents of Shield gets renewed. Well, Ag- didn't Agent Carter get put on sort of like in between? Um, yeah, they could do that too. Like in between series. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But anywho, <laughs> enough enough uh, about the TV show. <laughs> we could go on for hours about it. I'm 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 looking at. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two hits theaters in May fifth. Yes, um, I could see them throwing up a preview, a big preview for Inhumans um, at, at the beginning of that movie. I could uh, see that potentially. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't see Trailer. so much. We, we don't see so many trailers for TV shows, especially because it's IMAX. Well, they're, no, you they're, don't, they're but going it's to IMAX. Do, their first two episodes are going to be a theatrical release, so it's uh, and it's the same. Studio, so potentially, yeah. Well, it kind of is, kind of not really. Marvel Studios and Marvel Entertainment are two studios, but Inhumans is a little bit different because it's got people from both sides working on it. Yeah, which is which makes it a a different animal. Yeah, but Disney owns the whole show, so yeah, and Disney owns ABC, so yeah. 
There's that. Alrighty, so I have Royals in front of me, but I think we need to, uh, before jumping into Royals, which was fantastic, we need to talk about Inhumans Prime, which was also um, a really good, actually quite an excellent bridge now that I've read Royals. It was a very excellent bridge between yeah. um, Charles Soule's ending Uncanny Inhumans and uh, Royals. So, well, I, was just, I was just about to make a quick comment that this is literally like the start of a new era for us. <laughs> it's, it is. Um, it's, I mean, for every Inhuman fan, not just us on the show, but it's, it's just, it's a bit odd going from the Charles Soul era into the Al Ewing era. So, should be fun. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, a, be it's fun, a shift in the myth. Yeah. And there's a definite shift. And I know that much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's not, it's, 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 um, and that shift is a very, good one because it's returning the inhumans back to all the weirdness we know them for actually um doc you had said um i think somewhere on the interwebs that you think that um ewing is pulling more from james asmus than he is from charles soul other than you know bridging what charles soul did oh in royals one yeah that definitely seemed like a lot of the plot threads that were oh and royals was left loose in um in in the end of uh all new. Um, it, it felt to me, now it could just be because I, th- I believe Al Ewing and James Asmus are pals, um, that, that he, you know, he was taken with the end of that book and wanted to revisit a lot of the themes. Um, things that, um, that Soul wasn't quite as interested in, such as panaceas and swain's relationship and um the status of uh of gorgon's son petrus and um things like that yeah right and i it's not necessarily that maybe he soul wasn't interested in them but you know um and soul's run was really fantastic but i think he had a lot more limits i think what he was able to do he needed to push the plot on as well yeah yeah, yeah. The, the plot is the most important point in a comic book, obviously, but, you know, you stick right. all these little bits in there and it's kind of like, do we want to go with them? Yeah. Do we not? You know? Well, no, I'm, well, what I'm trying to say is that I just think Charles Soule had a little bit more restrictions on what he was allowed to delve yeah. into than what yeah. Zasmus and Char- now Al Ewing are going to be able to do. That's it. I don't know if so much restrictions as it was, um, requests to make things a certain way i mean i think he was he was told hey make these characters more appealing to a broader uh, swath of the audience make them more super heroic but on the flip side Um, of that he did a really good job with medusa but yeah Yeah, but on the flip side of that there was also a lot of hey we need to lead up to this event hey we need to kill cyclops by using the charge mitts hey we need to do this <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. No. hey you're kind of limited by all these events that are going to be coming in 2016 right. oh dear yeah i i, I well, think in, in any case prime uh inhumans prime although quite expensive was a, a really fun read um it, was worth it, it. It, it starts off. Um, there's a little uh, prologue at the beginning of uh, uh, Marvel Boy in his uh, satellite come bachelor pad, floating through space, and he's watching the news, and he sees that the um, Inhuman X-Men war has come to an end, that Terrigen has been eliminated from Earth, and he is watching this news broadcast, and he's like, "Whoa, the Inhumans of this reality." don't really know what Terrigen is. 
um, perhaps I can help them. And um, he ends up doing just that. But then the narrative switches to Arizona, the Grand Canyon, where we have uh, Maximus, <laughs> his group of ne'er-do-wells walking through the desert. Um, Triton and Lineage and the Unspoken, they, they're all following him because I guess they don't know what else to do with themselves. Um, and uh, Karnak shows up. He's teleported in by Lockjaw. And Maximus forces Triton to, f- to fight him. Uh, fortunately, it's a pretty cool fight. Um, even Triton very much does not want to do that, but he has to because he's mentally manipulated. But fortunately, uh, Karnak is able to use his superpowers and he jabs him right on the forehead and puts him to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is a neat skill. I wish I had that one. Um, right. Then uh, it turns out that Max has a little tiny bit of Terrigen left, and he gives it to the Unspoken, who... Of course, Max always has just that little bit. Like, I swear he, like, ground up a crystal somewhere and keeps it in his pocket and keeps saying it's the last one. Yeah, this, <laughs> no, no, this is the last one. But uh, the, the Unspoken turns into this giant... He uses his powers to turn into this giant buffalo-headed monster, and it's actually the first time I've seen the Unspoken use his powers in a remotely creative fashion. He usually yeah. just turns into the Hulk. I was going to say, he turns um, into a giant man or something like that. So, Right. Yeah. yeah. But now he's a fire-breathing buffalo-head guy, and it's... Uh, Good job. The Yeah. So Then uh, Lockjaw teleports in pretty much all of the main name in humans. Yeah, that we get was, a, that was a, a really panel. cool splash splash page with all of them. Um, and Wasn't it like kind of like um, they go, oh, you, you know, you're looking in the wrong place or something like that. You should be looking over yeah. here, and it's just kind of it just yeah. pans around. And it's like, yeah, that's good. That there they are. Yeah. Um, and uh, we get a nice little fight scene. Um, Reader ends up. Uh, using his own powers to to fast end the fight. He, he fast-forwards <laughs> time. He, he's got a tile that actually looks like he's taken it off of a, a TV remote control. It's got that little fast-forward symbol. He reads it, and it makes time go fast so that um, the Unspoken's powers run out, that his Terrigen runs out, and he transforms back into uh, his withered uh, feebled self. Do you know, uh, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this now. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, Doc, but no, no. Reader, Reader has got just like the best power, uh, the best power, but it's also the most OP power because like, even though he's limited by however many powers he can use a day, it's just the fact that he can go, yeah, I've got a card for that. Let's make time go fast. <laughs> hey, I've got a card for that. You know, it's like it's literally. Pulling I mean, probably out. as he thinks a bit. Yeah, he probably just, just has cards for everything as he thinks about it. He goes, "How can I manipulate this?" I need a, <laughs> and, I need a clown in a clown car. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, it, it just—it's literally pulling out the aces out of his sleeve, and it's—it's it's such a fun character, I think. And I, I really hope that Ewan or someone does more with him, at least, because uh, I'm, I'm holding out hope that. Jim Zub, who's taking over duties um, uh, writing Uncanny Avengers, will bring uh, Reader onto that team because uh, <laughs> that would be I amazing. think he'd fit in well. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Because he, he, him not being in a comic just seems like a waste. It really does. Yeah, yeah he's he's one of the best yeah. characters of recent times. Easy. Then again, you know, um, uh, 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 Charles Soule has a a, a a tendency to reincorporate his older characters into the newer books. You know, like. Uh, characters that he created. For... Actually, I hope we have Frank showing up in Daredevil again because uh, Frank and Daredevil yeah. have an interesting dynamic. I was about to say, you're going to say that um, that Reed is going to become an X-Man. No, but I could see <laughs> him showing up in Astonishing X-Men. In fact, I could see Unilex Corporation showing up in, Un- in Astonishing X-Men. They just, you know, like. W- um... Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Max Maximus then uses his powers to take over the minds of all of the newer Inhumans, and we get a big Inhuman on Inhuman fight with um, lots of uh, mayhem. Um, and it all ends when te- uh, Lockjaw teleports Swain onto the scene, and it turns I'm out so that, happy. that Swain's um, manipulative powers actually negates or cancels out Maximus's. Um, That's clever. Which, What's like emotion negates mind or whatever you think? Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. That's kind of interesting. How does yeah. that work exactly? But it doesn't matter. It works, so it's cool. It's comic, comic books. Comic books. It's comics. Yay! Uh, Bring him back from the dead. Yay! Well, in in effect, I mean, if 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 emotion is based in a lower part of the brain, it's and whereas intellect is in the higher part of the brain, uh, yeah. Uh, she actually should be able to negate his powers just by, um, you know, kind of uh, affecting the um, the amygdala and whatnot. And um, this was this neurology. was psychology 101 with Doc. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, anyways, he gets <laughs> captured. Everything is fine. Yeah. And um, we next see him in a prison cell, and you know, uh, um. Ma- uh, Maximus being visited by Black Bolt in prison is like a go-to scene for Inhuman books. It's it's happened yeah. so many times, yeah. and we get and it. And the once prison again. is like taken right out of the pages of Lee and Jenkins' run if you yeah. look at it. Yeah. So kudos to the artist. I forget who the artist is on Inhumans uh, Prime, but was he was a, really was good. A few, I think. It was a few. Whoever did yeah. that one, though, yeah. kudos to you for pulling it right out of that book. That was awesome. Yeah, Art nice. duties were shared by Ryan Sook and Chris Allen. I think Ryan Sook drew that page. Um, and it's a great page. The the facial expressions on Maximus, again, fantastic. Um, and he says, you know, first he's just giving Black Bolt the business, just uh, telling him that everything he's done has been a disaster, yada, yada, yada. And then Black Which Bolt, is what he I, usually does. Yeah. Par for course. And, and it, a lot of his comments, it seemed as though they were... Um, <laughs> taken right from angry inhuman message boards. Um, <laughs> so it's like, oh, have you been on CVR lately? Uh, um, so, anyways, that, but then as Black Bolt's like, I've had it with this guy, and he's going to walk away, and then Max says, Wait, no, I got a secret. I have something you need to hear. Oh, dear. Yeah. I, and I, I... he whispers something to uh, to Black Bolt that we don't, as a reader, we don't get to hear. And it 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 puts uh, Black Bolt in in a mood. It he's shocked, and what what it is, what has happened, remains to be seen. There's lots of speculation on it all, um, but in any case, he is uh, he's not cool afterwards. 
the next day is the trial of uh, Maximus. And, and he's like not, all drugged up, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. We're not quite sure what he's being put on trial for. I mean, he's done so many terrible things. Um, <laughs> he's, but, he's, uh, he's just a bad person. All of it? Yeah, all of it. So he's put on trial, and um, instead of letting him chat and do his things, they actually have him sedated. Um, Panacea uh, sedates him so that he can't talk, and, and, and Frank or Nur is like, oh, it's, it's weird that they have him sedated like this, and Panacea says, well, they probably just don't want to listen to him prattle on. Um, but <laughs> my, you know... <clears throat> we don't know why he's been sedated. It could be that Black Bolt doesn't want him spilling the secret. It could be something else. Dun dun dun. It could um, be that they don't want him taking over everyone's mind in there again, like he did before. Potentially, uh, yes. I would have and... him sedated. <laughs> so sorry, Frank. I love you, but I disagree with you. Whereas um, usually they like he gets kind of an. Uh, a mild punishment like you have to go into this comfy prison here on on Adelan instead uh, Medusa decides he's going to be imprisoned in some space penitentiary off in the cosmos Mm. Uh, oh really (laughs) yeah a space prison prison. where have I heard that before Hmm. Um, so he's sent off to space prison and then uh, Medusa gives a very long speech talking about how the Inhumans are facing an uncertain future, there is no more Terrigen, um, and that she feels that new leadership is needed for this new era, and that she's stepping down, uh, she's dissolving the monarchy, and is handing over power to ISO, who will, Prime in Minister all likelihood... ISO. Prime Which Minister Doc ISO. has been calling for months now. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and that perhaps ISO will actually institute democracy and call for uh, elections, which I'm sure go swimmingly. Um, so we, ISO we, did, we did it here. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, ISO gives a speech, and her speech is nice too, whatever. But so throughout ISO's uh, speech, we're, we're shown various clips of what all the other Inhumans are up to. You know, we get to see uh, Miss Marvel, Moon Girl, and uh, Devil Dinosaur playing with Lockjaw. We see Daisy Johnson and Synapse and Sarah Garaza. Uh, they're at a shield location closing the file on uh, on Maximus um, with Captain America lurking in the background looking sinister. Oh, I didn't um, see that part. Nice catch yeah. there, Doc. And um, what's especially nice is we also see a scene of of um, Karnak taking Triton to the Tower of Wisdom. So, you know, Triton won't have to go back to prison. I mean, it might be better than the Tower of Wisdom, but uh, he, he's going to the Tower of Wisdom. Um, to, uh, yeah, I think I'd rather be in prison, too. <laughs> to, um, to, I don't know, attain redemption. So things could be looking up for Triton in the future. Um, finally, we get an epilogue. It's a really neat scene with uh, Crystal and Swain. They're in their, they're in a suite somewhere in New, An- New Adelon, and Crystal's lamenting about how the loss of the Terrigen means that the, there's an eventual doom of, of all the, the, the culture and heritage of what it means to be inhuman, that never again will a, a, 
will there be a next generation of tr fully actualized in humans? And their conversation is interrupted by by uh, Novar, who shows up. Crystal <laughs> asks, who are you? And, and he says, I'm Marvel Boy. Come with me if you want to be awesome. He totally which, stole the whole scene and issue. Which is one of the best catch lines out there. I mean, you know. Well, I don't come know. with me if you want to be awesome. What about come, yeah, I mean, come with me if you want to live? I mean, just saying. <laughs> no, but isn't that... Didn't he say that like in Young Avengers or something? Or He did. He yeah. did. When he first introduced himself to uh, to Billy and uh, Teddy, they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm, no, I'm Marvel Boy. Come with me if you want to be awesome. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, if I look like that, I'd probably say something like that too. But anyways... Um, <laughs> It leads us. You, you right look great anyway, Doc. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it, it it's an interesting. The the issue works quite well as a bridge between the the closing of the old chapter of the of the Charles Soul era and the beginning of of the new chapter, which will be headlined by by Ewing's and Royals as yeah. well as uh, Ahmed's Black Bolt and Rosenberg's uh, Secret Warriors and. Um, it's uh, it's neat because you know these these prime issues, these zero issues, they're usually just kind of like samplers. This is what you're gonna see in the next in 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 the Inhuman books to come. But instead, Ewing sort of bucks the trend and tells a real story, which is neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a it's it's a good it's a, it's a good it's a good read. Um, I think he he definitely took a leaf out of Soul's book because when Soul wrote Uncanny and Human Zero, which he did the same thing. Yeah, which blimey, that must have been what two years ago, two two and a bit years no, ago. No, three. Three years. Yeah. Three beginning of 2014. I thought he wrote it, didn't he? Uh, un Uncanny and Humans. The issue zero was just before Secret Wars, so. Yeah. No, it wasn't because yeah, Secret was. Wars was 2015, and we were already well into. Uncanny and Humans at uh, that point. Un Uncanny and Humans. We had Inhuman, but then we had Uncanny and Humans start just oh, after. Oh, I'm thinking Inhuman Zero. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Uncanny and Humans Zero came out just, well, it was February 2015, I believe, because it was before Secret Wars. Wow. That's... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. In, any, in that issue, he, he that's that's the story where he he gives um, Ahura to uh, Kang. Kang. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it came together as a story. That's yeah. That's kind of the point I'm yeah. trying to make. It's a uh, it's it's a good read. It's fun, um, and m more importantly, uh, it it really uh, sets the stage to allow uh, Royals number one to to start off. You know, right off the bat, you know, wheels running, um, and uh, I like that. Um, yeah, you can read the two back to back, and it just flows like really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So, can we just talk about um, why? So, okay. So, there's a you know the whole thing with Maximus going onto a high security prison, prison, blah 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 blah. You guys don't seem to think it was a bit of a switcheroo there. You guys don't think that it's just Maximus playing with everybody, and he's now taking the place of Black Bolt, which, in my opinion, is why Black Bolt is in both Royals and. Uh, the black bot ongoing, uh, but you guys don't seem to think that. 
Well, I'm not quite sure I understand the logic behind it. How does he do this? So, okay, so my theory is that basically when Maximus goes, oh, come in, brother, come in, I want to tell you a secret or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> he, he just, he basically um, gets him sedated, uh, which is why he, why you know, when you see Maximus being rolled in, maybe Maximus is manipulating the minds of everybody in New Atalan to thinking that it's actually him in the seat and he is Black Bolt. So kind of like what, kind of what Jean Grey does, I suppose. Um, you know, when they when when the whole oh we're not here that kind of thing, but to make people think that it's so- not. So that, that, that I think that's too obvious, though. I, I I think it is too, but I I think it's just such a classic um, thing. Maximus move. Yeah, I think it's just such a classic throwback that I think it's just going to be. That's just going to be it, and that's gonna, that's it's only there for setup. I don't think there's anything too malicious going to come out of it. I think that it's set up for Black Bolt, and it's going to be set up for Royals and the whole Royals first arc. I I, I guess. That that's possible, I suppose. I I mean, I admittedly, I'm really bad at at you know predicting what tinfoil hat tinfoil hat theories are 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 good and which ones are bad. Um, for instance, I totally disagreed with the with the the theories that 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 Scott Summers had died in the first issue of uh, of Death of X, and I turned out to be absolutely wrong. However. I, I um Max Maximus does power doesn't isn't that strong. He his that would take a whole lot of uh Yeah do it. That's the thing. I, I think it's it's that's my theory and I I am gonna stick by that and if it does ha- okay. if it does happen to that then I I will be happy. But it it just seems like, you know, maybe he did something with the Terrigen, maybe he did something whilst he was making that huge uh, Megatron type thing, whatever it was. Um, so that yeah. that the the um, I don't know. I think the, I think the black it's bolt be. that's been that that we see in Royals One isn't really black bolt. It's Maximus. Yeah, I think that's Maximus, and I think that the black bolt in Black Bolt is Black Bolt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sent to prison accidentally. Yeah. But wouldn't it be? I like think this? that's just too obvious, and because that's exactly what I jumped to too. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be that obvious. No. But, okay. I, come on. We 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 are we are like you know, we're all adults reading comic books. So <laughs> surely nothing should come as a surprise. I know. My, my interpretation. I'll be kind of disappointed that, if that's the case. That's fair enough. Is that um. Maximus told him something, told him that something that he knows about the Terrigen, uh, some fateful secret that, uh, and the reason why Black Bolt had him uh, sedated is that he doesn't want him spreading the secret to everyone else, and that well, what I... this secret is will be revealed in the upcoming issues of of the Royals, and it has to do with Terrigen. Yeah, um, I, I think I'd agree with that one as well, because you can kind of have Well, yeah, it. and he probably learned it while he was making it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's probably that Terrigen... It's probably just the fact that he can make it, because I'm I'm not entirely sure that anybody other that... Well, was it made public that he could make it? I, I can't remember now. No. See? No, but but I'm he surprised did... Triton hasn't said anything yet. But, he spoke well, yeah. to that ancient inhuman who was living inside of Lineage's... 
belly, um, and that guy could have told him all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's it. I, I mean, yeah, I suppose that is a is a good aspect, but I just think that there's so many harkbacks to classic Inhuman stories that I don't know. There, I just there was an Inhuman's tale where where Maximus did pull a Freaky Friday and switch bodies with his brother. Um, so it's it's not without precedence. Well, um, yeah, I I think there's going to be. I just I I just think that Black Bolt we're going to find out the answer to that one because yeah. because I I I would hope yeah. that there Excuse is me. explanation in issue one. I just the, the, my my notion is that I don't see uh, Southern Ahmed's first comic book for a being a, a kind of a M Night Shyamalan twist slick sh- sh- story, yeah. you know. <laughs> If he's going to well, tell a black bolt book, it's going to be a black bolt book. But then again, he does yeah. he does write very uh, I forget what he, the actual books he writes are, but they're quite right. aren't they quite magical sort of books? Very magical. They're yeah. kind of like uh, Roger Zelazny style uh, fantasy. Um, they're good. I, yeah. I read I read the uh, uh, boy. What was it called? The Throne of the Crescent Moon, and it's a it's a fun read. Yeah, I have I'll no have doubt, but I, I think that, you know, maybe that's going to play into it. Maybe that's going to be a thing of his. I mean, it would, uh, to me, it's not a far, it's not that far a stretch, but. Well, you know, if you and company wanted to get people speculating and talking, he, he's definitely succeeded yeah, because well, not only, oh, yeah. not only that, but we also have the looming threat that, that a member of the Royals team is going to die. And so everyone's talking about that. Which one is and, it going to be? And, oh. and which one is it going to be? And speaking of that, that goes, and actually speaking about the kind of books that, um, Mr. Ahmed writes, um, going into Royals number one here, that oh, is just boy. like, so yeah. such a mixture of like high fantasy meets sci-fi and it is so good yeah like he just like ewing just pulls out everything and it's just everything that it's it's a great tale it's you know when i first saw uh the art by john boy moyers i i must admit i was a little reticent because it was like oh boy this looks kind of over the top, it kind of reminded me of like 1990s era image comics, you know, like Extreme Force or something like that. But um, it's not. It's actually quite well done in it. Rather than than reminding me of image comics of the 90s, it actually reminded me more of those old uh, 1970s, early 70s issues of Metal Hirat, or um, I guess here it's called uh, Metal Heavy Metal Magazine. You guys ever okay. read that? I've I've heard of no. it. I haven't ever read it, but I well, think it, it it's kind of sleazy now. But back in the day, that's where like Mobius got his start, and it's just a lot of high fantasy, cool science fiction comics. Yeah, it's just amazing. Like that first page. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Right. Admit, I mean, okay. Maybe we assume too much in thinking that our listeners have have read all the books we talk about. But I would really. Really highly recommend reading this book. Um, Absolutely, I mean it's yeah. it's everything an Inhumans book should be. It yeah. is weird, it, and the the art is beautiful. I mean, and the colorist is um, Ryan Kinnaird, and he brings these like bright and vibrant colors, which is 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 perfect for um, yeah. yeah, it's perfect for the book. The yeah. book it starts off. Um, 
there's a prologue that begins it, and it's it's set in the di- uh, thousands of years in the distant future, in in a mysterious realm called Arcatillin. Arcatillin? Yes. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Arcatillin. It might be Earth. It might be an alien planet. We can't really tell. Um, but there's these giant armor-clad beings that are riding on top of pterodactyls um, and it's pretty cool and one of the riders comes down to a uh, uh, a tower that bears the flags of the house of Boltagon and and there he's uh, met by this guy this old man known as the ghost who never sleeps whom the rider refers to as inhuman um and it looks like an old black bull. It might not be, but it, 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 if I were to picture what a 6,000-year-old black bull might look like, that's him. Um, and uh, it, it's... Uh, but he can speak, which is interesting. He can speak, he, he, although speaking hurts, apparently. Um, uh, you know, he, uh, he gives salutations to this rider and then goes back into his lonely lair where he looks up at a large stone carving in which... Some mysterious words are inscribed in uh, the inhuman language of Tillin, and I'm not sure what it says, but he, he, he talks about, he thinks back to a mission, a mission where seven ventured out into the stars and only six returned. And um, that... That makes me think this, that, that 5,000 years in the future is on Earth, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... I think it might not be. I was, was going to say, I mean, there's also that... Um, that sort of that thing that happened at the end of Civil War Two as well, isn't there? Where Ulysses goes to the future, sees old man Logan. They said, "Oh, the Inhumans left Earth." Bloody, bloody, blah. You know, maybe it's all mm. tying in together. Maybe it's maybe it is. It's all connected. Maybe it's possible. <laughs> um, but from that prologue, we get uh, uh, an action scene where um, somewhere in r- rural America, where a a new Inhuman. Possibly who, the last one. Who who was in her chrysalis for an elongated period of time, and and she's a, she's emerged as this big green monster, and of course she's pissed, and she's kind of going on a on a uh, on a tirade, and um, uh, Gorgon and Medusa show up to try and subdue her, and and Medusa note, notes that she's been feeling super tired of late, and that she can't really do things as easily as she used to and Gorgon uses his powers and it turns out that he's actually been in a great deal of pain himself that the the cure that Panacea had given him that that that, that fixed his paralysis it allows him to walk and whatnot but he's actually in great pain and, and that pain uh, intensifies anytime he uses his power that's a bit sad um, it is yeah. sad but then uh, Iso and Flint swoop in some sort of sled or whatnot. I don't know, space sl- sky sled or whatever. And the two of them make short work at subduing this this new Inhuman. Um, and um, it's kind of funny because uh, you know Medusa's looking up and it's like this is the last new Inhuman. And there's like you know a tear running down her cheek and she's so sad. But like she sees this as something beautiful. But <laughs> for this poor woman who's been turned into a giant slime monster i can't imagine yeah. she's like yes yeah, this, this is this wonderful majestic thing that happened to me i'm not right? a slime monster um 
I was I was about to suggest yeah. earlier that maybe it's some sort of like Hope Summers moment. <laughs> maybe she right. she's going to be the savior to all of the Inhumans and all the Terrogenesis. Uh, I doubt it, but you know, <laughs> she right? could, she could be Liquid Terrigen. Yeah. She's In green. any case, um, it yeah. switches forward to uh, to New Adelan, where um, kind of picks up where Prime left off. Yeah. Picks up exactly where Prime left off, where Marvel Boy has 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 requested audience with with the new leader ISO and and the Royals, and he's telling them that he comes from an alternate reality, that the Kree Empire that he heralds from was one that did away with its warish ways and instead dedicated itself to science and peace and. Love <laughs> and love, man, and <laughs> um, that um, a- a- as a as a uh, a consequence of that, they um, they uh, know uh, much more about what the Inhumans really are and about the secrets of Terrigen, and that if they want, he'll take them to Hala, um, which is the previous. Cree uh, throne world, Which, and that they might be able to um, to find the secret source or the secret of Terrigen, and thus save the Inhumans' way of life, uh, re- revitalize their culture. Um, and and Medusa like, goes, Queen's <laughs> like, oh, wasn't Hollow destroyed? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that, <laughs> that happened was, in uh, that hap- was destroyed in the Black Vortex, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We won't talk about that one, though. Well, yeah, we can get there. <laughs> um, so it's funny, because Isa's like, absolutely not. No one's going on this mission. I need you here. And Medusa's like, oh, yeah, you're in charge of everyone but me. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want. And, um, she feels like it has... It's it, We have to go. It, this, is the, this is the one last best hope at saving the future of our people we have to go and you know and uh marvel boys like you know this is going to be a perilous mission i can't guarantee that everyone will come back um and um immediately crystal and gorgon are like we'll go and then swain is going well i'll go too because you need a pilot and i just have to point this in or point this out rather i mean i initially chalked up the crystal wanting to go to hala you know, to back up her sister, but we really know why she's going to Hala is to see Ronan. And the thing, the thing is, like, people are like, well, why does Swain want to go other than the fact that she's a pilot? And I can't help but think that Swain has proven to be a very loyal to Crystal, which I think I is think an interesting. They also need cannon for them too. She is not cannon. Shut <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> Sorry. She's, no. She's no. She, isn't one person going to die? Just, just, just. Yeah, it's not going to be Swain though. Well, I can tell you that right now. We, we don't know. It, we don't know. Look, well, there, I, in any case, Swain wants to go because I think you're right. She is quite uh, dedicated to um, to Crystal, and also I think she wants to go to outer space. Um, and it's even possible that the the spaceship they take, which is called the uh, uh, Asterian. The Asterian, which is named after an ancient inhuman hero of, of lore. Um, it's possible that that spaceship is powered by Hub. And, and that would be, that would necessitate Swain going. Um, that would be a neat little twist, but we don't know. But 
what is surprising is that Flint says he wants to go too. Um, and Isa was quite uh, Cut off upset by that. by that. She's like, what? No, you, you can't go. Um, because uh, it turns out that, that, that Flint and um, Isa have rekindled their, their romance and um, she's sad that he wants to go, but he He's just in search of something. He, you know, his his adopted family died. His yeah. birth family didn't turn out to be the idealized version he hoped they would be. And the Inhumans are his family now. And I think he feels kind of dedicated to them and, and uh, feels it's his responsibility to step up and volunteer for this mission. So we've uh, got we've got we've got two thirds of the uh, cast of uh, all new Inhumans as main characters of this book. <laughs> yes, there it is. Which is awesome. Um, so the team that will go will be Black Bolt, Medusa, Crystal, Gorgon, Flint, Swain, and I guess Marvel Boy is going as well. Um, Iso is, of course, she's just bummed out. She's like, look, you put me in charge, and now all the heavies are leaving. I'm, I'm going to be on my own. And they're like, well, call Karnak if you need anything. <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> that's what I'll do. Um, <laughs> Call him in his tower. He'll, he'll pick up. Now, yeah. irresponsibly leaving Adelan is sort of like kind of how the royals roll. They've done it before. Yeah. They'll do it again. Um, yeah. And um, But she's, got, she's still got Frank, who's got a good head on his shoulders, like as an advisor. And, and she's got Reader, who is a heavy. So, yeah. She'll I be mean, okay. She'll be fine. I mean, races in us until yeah. until you know Steve Rogers comes and rounds up all the Inhumans and uh, mutants and puts them in an internment camp storing. Right. Oh, Empire, but <laughs> we know that 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 um, ISO is set up to fail as the leader of New Adelaide because bad things are going to happen when the Royals are gone. We, they always from do. The, the, the solicitations for the Secret Empire story arc, um, things are not going to go well. But, um, you know, who could predict it? Uh, yes. We get a nice series of vignettes of all of the the people going on the mission saying goodbye. Crystal's Uh, broke my heart, by the way. (laughs) You know, we get a really cute scene of Crystal and Lockjaw and her daughter, Luna. Um, I'm glad to see Lockjaw with Crystal and Luna because Lockjaw is technically Crystal's. Or you know, he, he's his favorite. He and Luna are his, or she and Luna are his favorites technically. So I'm glad that that was honored. Sorry, I had to say that. No, that's trauma. She, uh, it, Crystal asks her daughter to stay out of trouble. But um, if <laughs> if, tr- if trouble finds her, she tells him, "Have Lockjaw bring you to Uncle Triton." Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Uncle Karnak, <laughs> yeah. which is a very cool thing because it creates the potential that Luna might show up in the pages of Secret Warriors, which would be great because then we would get a Luna-Lunella meeting, which I've been aching for. <laughs> and now. the two of them together would be really interesting because you have very practical-minded Lunella yeah. with a very sweet and someone who can see your emotions, Luna. Yeah, it's yeah. we got a uh, an intellectual precocious kid and an emotionally precocious kid meeting each other, and the two of them would just be great on scene together. I mean, I, well, anyways, who knows it'll happen. Fingers crossed. So. Fingers crossed. Yeah, again. <laughs> 
We also get a really neat scene of uh, Gorgon at his son's bedside. I guess uh, Petrus is still in a comatose state as he's recovering from the adverse effects that Terogenesis had on him. And and, and Gorgon is like, I was hoping I'd be here when you woke up, but duty calls and and um, I'm so proud of you and blah, blah, blah. And gives him a kiss on his, on his forehead. It's really cute. <laughs> it also... Um, it's very interesting to see Gorgon like that, actually. I, I, I think these, these scenes were definitely put in to just show that whilst the book is called Inhumans, it features Inhumans, or you know at least it's part of the Royals book, they they are quite human at heart, and that, yeah. was, that was really sweet. It was a sweet scene. It also, I mean, you talk about your cannon fodder. That's the kind of scene. It, all of these little vignettes kind of like let you know that any of these characters could die because yeah. they're right. each getting a goodbye. And Medusa gets the cold shoulder from. <laughs> Yes. Again. Right. Okay. Can we just? Can we again? This. this no, is, we can't. We uh, can't go into it again. Uh, <laughs> but this is this is why. Oh yeah, dear. I, 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 I'm going to stand Black by Bolt my theory. Is, he's preoccupied with something. Maybe it's because he's secretly Maximus. Exactly. Or maybe he's upset about something. I don't know. Yeah, but you wouldn't. Be able uh, to tell he definitely anything. seems. Maybe he's thinking. Yeah, you were sleeping with Johnny Storm. I'm not ready to be okay with that. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's well, what... yeah, there is that. There is um, that, yeah. I, I, I concede. On we, that get one. A neat, we get a neat scene between Swain and Panacea where, uh, you know, the two of them are a couple, and um, but because of the way that Terogenesis has affected Panacea, it's uh, it's changed her emotional processing. She's now uh, she can't really feel things in the typical fashion, um, and but but that doesn't mean that she isn't able to express um, you know tender feelings, and she just does it in her own special way, which is I find you fascinating. I'd be I'd prefer it if you didn't die, which <laughs> I think right. is. Is as close to I love you as it gets for her. It's a, it's kind of a cute scene. It yeah. is. And then you have Iso uh, telling off Flint, like, what, what, why do you need to find more? Why aren't we enough? Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. And I think Flint's probably going to have a pretty big, pretty big role to play coming up. And Marvel Boy talking to a head in a jar. Right, so Marvel's talking to a head in a jar. What he, this head in the jar is a, um, a living computer that came from his universe called Plex. Um, and Plex is kind of like an analog to the Supreme Intelligence, but it's one that is not all about conquest, but rather about knowledge and wisdom. And my guess, and this is tinfoil hat time for me, is that Novar, uh, that Marvel Boy's ulterior motive is to somehow replace the Supreme Intelligence with Plex, and in so doing, make the Kree Empire of the 616 universe more like the Kree Empire of his own universe. Which um, potentially oh, wouldn't actually that. be that bad. Oh, it'd be much better. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. It's a... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know it's because uh, the. I mean, I love the Kree; they're great, but they're this. They're they're bad news for the galaxy. They're just yeah. going around conquering everything. Um, so we don't know what his ulterior motive is, but that's my suspicion. Um, I, do, I haven't thought about that too much because see. he's he's actually a new character to me. To be fair, so 
He's got reading some comics. Well, yeah. he is not an Inhuman, but I don't hold that against him because he's actually a character I like quite a bit in, in his various appearances. I put up on the on the main site a little uh, rundown of his various appearances throughout the years, and um, if you want to check that out, please. Yeah, do. yeah, um, do that. So then, after, then, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. After they say their goodbyes, they they take off in their super cool spaceship, the Asterion, which is Asterion, which is a a neat design for a spaceship. Their first stop is the Kree the Kree world of Hala, and that will have to uh, wait till next issue. But while they're flying off. Uh, Medusa's thinking about, again, how poorly she's been feeling, and she runs her hand through her hair, and a giant tuft of hair just comes out. Yeah, and, and I gotta cut you off here, Doc, because you gotta have kudos to John Boy Myers here, because throughout the whole issue, if you pay attention, her hair is getting less and less luxurious and more brittle-looking. Mm-hmm. So it, I just thought that was a really neat detail. Like, if you just if you pay attention to that, it's just something that you see throughout the issue. It just gets her hair just looks worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. And she she finds this clump of hair in her hands, and she can put it off no longer. And she declares aloud, "I'm dying. Something's wrong. She's she's dying." So do you um, think do you think that's going to be the focus of this one arc, or do you think that's just going to be a sort of sideline story? Well, I, I, I can't imagine, I mean, I don't know if she says it quietly or if she says it aloud um, so that everyone can hear it, but if she says it aloud that everyone can hear it, then I have to imagine it's going to be the focus because they're going to be pretty freaked out to find out that right, that is dying. dying. But is it a red herring? Is she going to survive the trip or, or is it going to be, or is it going to be somebody else? Because I still don't think, I still think it could be anyone that died. Medusa might be dying, but I don't. Think. Yeah, I I don't think she is going to die. I think she's yeah. too and too also, big. Character. Is she really dying, or is she just feeling so sick at heart that it's affecting her physically? Do you know what yeah, I'm I saying? Mean, it's it's kind of like when when people get incredible well, when people can get incredibly stressed, they sort of develop alopecia, don't they? Mm-hmm. Well, they can do. It can uh, be stress induced. I think stress induced alopecia does happen, although it happens at the root, not at the not yeah, true. midstream like that. But her, she, well, her hair works a little differently too. Yeah. But I'm yeah. just wondering, like maybe because she's just feeling such the weight of such guilt for what she's done to the Inhumans by destroying their source of Terrigen. I mean, I can't help but feel that yeah. maybe Jesus basically got a broken heart for all the choices she's had to make, and it's just I think it's kind of weighing on on who she is as a person, and it's affecting her physically. And maybe she could die from that, but. I don't think she's going to. I think it's going to be somebody else. Well, I think uh, Ewing is not above parsing his terms in terms of the, uh, the, um, his promise that, that someone's going to die and that six, only six are going to return. I mean, there could be more of a metaphorical death and rebirth, or she could die for a quick moment and then it's brought back. And that, Six returning means that one of them stays behind. I mean, Crystal could stay behind with Ronan for all we know, which I really hope doesn't happen because I think Crystal needs to be more than that, and I I would be very very disappointed if that was the case. I, I also um, think I also think that Ronan in the six one six has kind of been more aligned with Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Uh, and they have to change the characters kind of subtly, I think. So. Well, he went through the Black Vortex and got crazy powerful, so he yeah. could have also gotten into a bit despotic in his thinking, too. And he's got to be bummed that his planet was destroyed, too. I think he maybe yeah. he blames the humans for that. Um, really? Oh, oh, they yeah. left. I was about to say they... Well, they... Ewing had hinted at that, too, that Ronan is not going to be happy to see them because they were in charge of Hala, and they left. And then the planet got destroyed. I was going to say, to be fair, it was the X-Men that destroyed it. So maybe we will get like a Kree versus X-Men event. No, no <laughs> it was the Slaughter, the slaughter Lord. Uh, well, yeah, but the X-Men were involved. It, it was actually Star-Lord's Star dad, who turns out is a super big yeah, dick. Um, uh, he, he destroyed Hala. Yeah. Um, yeah. But ostensibly... You know, when you're angry and you're upset, you're not always logical. And he could see the Inhumans as being, in some respect, at fault for not yeah. being there to defend. That um, I can see. But I do agree that 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 the uh, Medusa's proclamation that she's dying is indeed a red-haired red herring. She's not going to die. Um, in fact, I don't think anyone's going to die. I think that the not even Swain. the first arc. Is going to segue into the um, the Black Bolt solo, and that Black Bolt's not going to return with them. He's actually going to go on whatever adventure um, that Ahmed and uh, Christian Ward have in store for him. Well, there, there's and a, there, there's a good point because you saying that, I think that um, you know he's going to a is it a Cree um, prison? I'm pretty sure it was a Kree I don't know prison. if it's Cree or Well no, because Crusher Creel is there and I, I I don't think I don't think it's Cree. I think it's just Okay. Well I was just about to say, because if it was Cree, then it could well be that they get into a bit of a, a thing on Halla and then he you know, Black Bolt gets basically arrested or whatever or taken by whoever and stuck in this great prison. And I think you could be right with that one. Well, um Ward posts has been posting lots of cool uh, doodles and, and works in progress on his Twitter, one of which has been a rather neat portrait of Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, yeah, I did see that one. If Kang is involved, then all bets are off, because, first of all, he's got a bone to pick with Black Bolt. <laughs> yes, he does, Oh, yeah. yes, he does. <laughs> Secondly, I mean, if he's involved, then time travel and time displacement can easily be put into it, and that would that would help explain how Black Bolt could be in both series at once. Yeah. Um, and uh, it also could explain why Crusher Creel is there, because, you know, for all we know, Kang has a time prison in which there's all sorts of people hanging out. Um, Do you know, you know, saying that, I think that, you know, uh, Kang being involved in this title could actually be yeah, like you said, all bets are off. It's just going to be a pretty crazy ride, I reckon. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Um. <clears throat> well, it, it was what, whatever the case. It, it, if the 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 book left me giddy with excitement for the next issue, I just <laughs> I loved it, um, and I love you know. I'm one of those guys who really enjoyed what Charles Soule did on his run in the Inhumans. 
but I understand he was asked to follow certain guidelines to make the franchise more franchise more accessible to a broader audience. Um, Al Ewing, he clearly doesn't have these constraints, and he's allowed to delve right into the weird, cosmic, sci-fi coolness that makes the Inhumans so special. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it's, I haven't it's been no so excited about an Inhumans book in a while, and this has me all sorts of stoked. I think the next issue, though, I think they're going to run into that um, Secret Empire setup with the Chipari that Carol Danvers is going to be facing down, but he said, you know, they'll have to run into that, but then they kind of glance off of it and go their own way, and that's about as much of a tie-in as we get to Secret Empire. That's fine with me. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that the thing is, uh, about Secret Empire, I know it's not strictly Inhumans related, but um, they're saying that there's not going to be any, you know, big Marvel events for at least 18 months coming out of Secret Empire, so, which is good, which means there's no, going to be no real big game-changing events until 2019, potentially. Well, Thank God. How is that even possible? Don't they have Generations coming out right afterwards? Yeah, but Generations isn't a real sort of game-changer, though, is it, apparently? Ah, I see. I think okay. it's it's meant to be because yeah. we've had, um, you know, we had Secret Wars, which you know did what it did. Um, and then what did we have? God, Death Event. Oh man, FBX. so many. Yeah, yeah. I think. Hey, if if Marvel's going to slow down on the events, I'm all for it. Yeah, uh, it's this is tough. And, yeah. Um, I mean, whilst I mean, whilst... it's our it's 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 our fault. I mean, the buyers keep on buying it. I mean, they can't really. Right. You can't. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, hey, here's a five dollar book. Everyone buys it. We're gonna publish more of them. It's like, yeah, right. I, I, but um, it's it's a good it's a good thing, and I think that Secret Empire is going to be a fantastic book. Again, not entirely humans related, but it's it's going to be good. Um, hey, last week you were saying you weren't interested in it. I I've seen some previews for it. I've changed oh, my mind. okay. Opinions have changed. Well, you're allowed to do that. All, all the opinions yes, in all the opinions in the last episode were fake news. Ah, okay. alternative. So, <laughs> sorry. Right, alternative events. So, Royals number two is coming out next week. So it looks like we're gonna get a bi. What's the right word for that? A bi-weekly comic. So it's like it looks like it's gonna, or at least it's, it looks like at this point that it's gonna be published twice a month because we're also getting two issues in May as well. So, or that's what wow. it seems like because well, I think there, issues. There's there's five, potential. I was about to say, potentially it could be 18 a year, because sometimes books are bi-monthly for like the first three months, and then they go to single issues, potentially. Yeah. Well, as, as long me, as that doesn't undermine the quality, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, I mean, I love, I mean, I'll buy as much as there is. <laughs> I'm such a sucker, but, um, you know, sometimes bi-monthly bi books suffer a bit because... Artists cut corners trying to make deadlines and whatnot. I don't see. But I think they've had enough time to work on this one. I mean, when was Royals initially announced? Last fall, right? Christ, yeah, before so, IDX, yeah. It was Thanksgiving, actually. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to look up the solicitations for May, and my phone just is old uh, and tired. So, and yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Adam. Thanksgiving is a weird holiday we have here in the States where we um, oh, eat a lot of food, and it's awesome. Food, I love yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. It's like the true meaning of Christmas. Uh, yeah, no. Well, turkey tastes like cardboard and the pilgrims are murderers. Um, <clears throat> you don't have good cooks in your family, then. 
<laughs> so, but on a different note, guys, if you're going to read any Inhumans book and you can only pick one, as much as I'm excited for the other two, at this point, um, Royals um, is going to be the one you want to the one you want to read. Okay, it's so definitely no, the flagship. Yeah. Definitely the flagship. And it looks like, no, we're only getting Royals number three in May, and then we'll be getting Royals number four in June. Oh, yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. For me, the book I'm most looking forward to is Black Bolt. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm so about, so unashamed. Visually, don't be ashamed. Like, yeah, it, it looks beautiful. Christian Ward is a boss, and those and his and his whips have been very exciting to check out. Yeah, I, I genuinely, um, I, I, I really wish because he's he's doing an event uh, in the UK. I can't remember which one it is. Oh no, I told you last week, last episode, didn't I? It was. Um, I mean, he's going to be doing a whole bunch of signings in the UK on May third. He's going to be doing one in Forbidden Planet. Yes, that was that was the one I yeah I mentioned last last month when I was in London. So, London, not London. Very good. <laughs> well, guys, that was our uh, episode. I guess we should wrap it up. Yeah. Read Royals number one. It was really good. Um, yeah. And, and we'll see. I'm really it's, tired. It's, I was about to say, see you next. <laughs> see you next time. It's, see you oh, next time. Wait. Check us out on AdelineRising.co. What? Uh, that's what I was about to say. Is the Twitter, the email. I'll let you do that. Oh yeah. Send yeah. Us a tweet. I was just about. I was in the process of doing that. I'm, I'm sorry. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you ruined my steam. I was in the middle of saying. Check us out on Twitter at AdelineRising1. You can visit our website at adelanrising.com and our email is the show at adelanrising.com. And if you want anybody to guest star on your podcast, <laughs> please get in contact <laughs> because me and Doc are feeling very left out. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, speak for yourself. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Have a nice one. Bye.